One of my favorite habits as a Chaldean is talking badly about the people that are in charge and assuming the worst of them and criticizing them as much as I can. And we're very good at that as a people and it's part of our broader virtue of talking bad about everybody. But people in charge are especially fun targets. And it's something that we all participate in and it makes me ask a question to myself and I'll invite you to ask yourselves the same question. I'm standing on this side and I'm watching somebody do their thing in front of me and they're on a pedestal and it must be nice to be on a pedestal and they've got all kinds of power and it must be nice to have all kinds of power and they're respected, at least in front of their face they're respected until everybody goes home and talks about them and it must be nice to be respected like that and in the case of the church, oh my gosh, people kiss their hands and they wear fancy robes and all kinds of other stuff like that, right? I ask myself this question when I'm in one of those critical moods, when somebody in a position of authority in the government, in the church, in a, a business, does something that I, it doesn't seem right to me. It seems really bad. It seems really corrupt. And maybe it is bad. Maybe it is corrupt. The question I ask myself is, do you think you'd be any better in their place? And on what basis do you believe that, if you do? But maybe I do, maybe I would do a better job, I don't know. But imagining is different than actually being there. I don't know myself well enough to know whether I would be a worse tyrant than the people that I criticize. I don't know myself well enough to know whether I would be more corrupt than the people I'm so convinced are so corrupt. I really don't know that. I don't know myself that well. Maybe you know yourself better, and I really mean that. But I'm not sure I'd be able to say that with any degree of certainty, that I would be better in that place. And the reason I ask myself that now is, right now, Do I have the kind of self-control to avoid selfishness and sin and corruption where I'm at now? Or do I avoid those things only because I'm going to get in trouble? I would get caught. You know why this is an interesting question? Because the reason why corrupt people are corrupt, the reason why a lot of people in charge are tyrants, is because they're selfish. Tyranny comes from, from a selfish ruler. And if somebody's corrupt or somebody's just like, I don't know, making bad decisions, not seeing things clearly, not caring about the community that they're supposed to be in charge of, again, whether that's a country or a business or a church, the reason why people become that way is not because God created them bad, and it's not because they were born just weird mutations that just happened to be tyrants. No, it's because all of us are capable of that. And if I think I could never be like that, God help me if I'm in charge. Because that's not self-knowledge, that's just pride. I don't know how I'd be because right now, when I can get away with things, a lot of times I do. 
And the difference between me and somebody who's in charge is that they can get away with more. It's not that I'm a better person. It's that they have less oversight. And you, you know you can tell, maybe you can sort of do this in your own mind, what do you get away with in here, in your mind? What kind of sins do you commit in your imagination where nobody outside can see? That's the kind of person you are. And maybe you'll say, well, no, if I was actually given responsibility, I'd be different. What do you get away with within your own family? How do you treat your parents or your kids or your siblings? You think if you were in charge of a community, you'd treat them better? If you were the boss and had all the power, you think you'd be nicer to the people that you have power over than you are to your siblings? I don't know, but probably not. No, it would be different if I was in charge of fighting responsibility. No, you would be the same person. You just have more power and less oversight. There's an old, uh, old saying, old Latin saying, who watches the watchman? Who rules over the people that are ruling? And the, the reason why that question is asked is because nobody does. That's why they can get away with so much. And again, it's easy to criticize, and maybe it's fair to criticize. But it's more fair to look first inward and to really wonder how much better we would be. Christ, in the Gospel today, turns the whole thing upside down. They come and ask him, the mom of the children of Zebedee comes and asks him, oh, I want, you to, I want my sons to sit at your right hand and your left. I want them to have power. I want them to have prestige. I want them to be in charge. And maybe she thought Jesus was going to be an earthly king. Oh my gosh, great. They're going to be princes. They're going to have regions of, I don't know, the world that they're going to be in charge of. They're going to be governors. Or maybe within the church. Whatever. She wanted glory for her sons. Great. Jesus, he just addresses them. He said, what are you talking about? Sitting at my right hand. Do you even know what you're asking? Do you know what leadership is? It's not glory. Because Christ understands it inside out, not upside down the way we understand it. He understands it from the inside. What is leadership really? It is not glory. It is not power. It is not standing on a pedestal. It's responsibility. And it's inconvenience. And it's annoyance. And it's dealing with things that you don't want to deal with. That's what leadership is. It's not glory. It's not privilege. It's sacrifice. And Jesus says to James and John, the sons of Zebedee, he says, all right, are you able to drink this cup? The cup is the Eucharist, which is connected to the cross. Are you ready to suffer? So it's not, are you willing to do whatever I want? Are you willing, like, it's not this nepotistic thing. Oh, we're kind of related, or I'm friends, friends with your mom. It's not about nepotism. It's also not about, are you going to back me up? It's not about doing favors. I'm going to give you this position so that you can help me out, scratch my back. No, no. Nothing like that. Are you willing to suffer? 
That is the question Christ asks of somebody who wants to be in charge of anything. Again, a family, a business, a church, a country. The question is, are you willing to suffer? Because if you're going to be in charge of a community, it means you're not going to have any time for yourself. If you're going to be in charge of a family, if you're going to have kids, you guys know this better than I do. You're not going to get what you want anymore. You seem, it seems like on the outside, oh, you get to do whatever you want if you're in charge. No, you don't get to do anything you want. Unless you're really a tyrant. And then the community is going to suffer. And then you're going to get criticized. And rightly so. Are you willing to suffer knowing that you're going to suffer, do you still want to lead? James and John say, yes. Good for them. To know what they're getting into and to still do it. That's a beautiful thing. But being willing to is one thing and being able to do it is different. How do you become the kind of person that rules without selfishness? How do you become somebody who cares about the people they take care of without becoming a tyrant? Exactly like everything else. You become that kind of person by practice. And you start with these little tiny things and sometimes kids, I'm going to tell you, sometimes your parents are going to tell you to do something and it's like, who cares? It's such a small thing. Why do I have to say thank you every time somebody gives me something? You know why? Because if you don't, you're going to become so entitled, nobody's going to be able to talk to you when you're older. And yeah, you say thank you when somebody gives you chai. And who cares? It's just chai. Yes. Who cares? It's just water. Yes, it's just water. You don't start with something small like that, you're going to be a monster in a couple of years. You're going to think everybody owes you everything, and nobody wants to be friends with somebody like that. Parents. Oh, who cares? Oh, I just yelled at him a little bit. No, it's not a little bit. It's about self-control. It's about being a bad example to the people that you're taking care of, to your kids. I have a lot to say to, to myself and to priests and to, you know, if there were politicians here, I'd have a lot to say to them too. But it's the same idea. You do it by practice with these small things. This little moment, oh, who cares? It's just, it's just an extra couple of bucks from a customer. I'm just going to rip them off a little bit. It's just a little tiny, I'm going to cheat on my taxes. Just a little bit, who cares? These little things are not little things. They're habits that you're... That you're sowing in yourself, that you're, that you're growing in yourself. And when you have more, your bad habits will be more too. They're going to get worse and worse and worse. So how do you become the kind of person that actually is able to be in charge? You start small, just like everything else. And if you don't care about the small stuff, you won't, even, you won't care even more about the big stuff. So that's leadership. You see why it's way less attractive now? It's not fun at all. And so, I'll just request, and of myself first, but I'll request for, for everybody, you know, as you're getting ready to criticize and to kind of uh, mock and make fun and whatever, and a lot of times the criticisms are 100% right. Say a little prayer, say a Hail Mary for the person you're criticizing. In your heart, with the people that you're about to gossip with, then say whatever you want. But leaders do need prayers, just like you do. In the end, Christ uses this final image. He who is in charge must serve you. He, whoever would be great among you, it doesn't say just in the church, among anybody who follows me, must be your servant. Whoever be first among you must be your slave, 
even as the Son of Man, now he's bringing himself into the, into the example, came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. He introduces this image of a ransom. And so Christ is saying, if you're going to be a leader, you have to be willing to sacrifice your very life, to give up everything that you are for the good of the people that you're going to save. It's a big responsibility. You ask yourself, do you want it or not?